1: low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to
0: Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and, uh, I don't have anything witty to say today. It's too- Uh,
2: I'm I'm Jay, and I I used all my witty stuff in the uh in the pre ramble, so subscribe to that and <laughs> and you'll be amazed.
1: <laughs> T- totally. I'm Josh, and the great secret is that uh, the wittiness was inside me all along.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're we're waiting for. Results on our bracket, and so we were going to do another episode where we talked about a few different things. I, th- I think one of the th- things we're going to talk about a movie, and also going to talk about, um, I guess, our experiences going back to a game night.
0: Uh, so. no, we're going to talk about a VR game.
2: Oh, a VR game. Okay. Oh,
1: whoa.
2: What a well, twist. Where do you want to
1: start?
0: Well, let's start with the VR game. So okay. the game that we're going to discuss and grade um, is. It is the flagship game of Steam, uh, Valve. Um, sorry, they, those, uh, it's the flagship game of Valve for VR, which is Half-Life Alex. In Half-Life Alex, I mean, maybe I should let Josh explain this part because it is the only Half-Life game I've ever played. And so- the, the reason being is because I always get I get terribly motion sick in half Life and I don't I don't really know why. I've played many hours of Counter Strike. I've played many hours of uh, games based on that engine. But for whatever reason, Half Life, Half Life 2, and any of those that are based upon them uh, are the uh, expansions to those all made me sick. As-
2: <coughs> so I'm, I'm kind of curious about something. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless um, you. So for a long time, there was like uh, this effectively a meme of like, you know, Half Life 3 announced. And it being this joke or whatever, and because there, for so long, people had been pining for Half-Life 3. Mm-hmm. And then Half-Life Alex comes out, and maybe it's just the circles I'm in or whatever, but it feels like there was a collective shrug, and no one gave a damn, even though like it had been this internet joke that all anything wanted in life was Half-Life 3.
1: It totally feels like that, the shrug. Now, to be fair, this thing is set between 1 and 2. Um,
0: uh, th- to be fair, that meme started long before, when they were like, before Half-Life 2 came out. I mean, you have to be old enough to remember this, but back after Half-Life, there was, you know, Half-Life 2, The it was sort of the joke that, yeah, it'll be out any day now. And it took a very long time for Half-Life 2. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it just kind of carried forward. But there's been there are a few other games and I don't know enough about it to know. I don't know anything about the half-life verse. So uh, uh, this game to me had no, I, I didn't understand the setting. I knew nothing about it coming. In. So Josh, you say it's, it's set between half-life and half-life two. Uh, that's all news to me.
1: Oh, I mean, honestly, and that's all I know about it so far too. Like and the, <laughs> in the don't get old meme carrying over from our uh, banter, uh, I have very little memory of the plot of Half Life One and Two. I mean, I have more memory of the <laughs> of the plot of Portal uh, One and Two, which are ostensibly set in the same world, but sort of uh, I guess you'd call them Half Life adjacent. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Alex is a, is like the character that you that you most engage with in Half Life Two. You know, since you're character is in ridiculous in the continuing ridiculous fps tradition your character is the strong silent type and <laughs> never, never says a word right i mean so but uh, no no no, she does talk no 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 i know alex talks i'm saying in half-life 2 oh gordon freeman the main character the protagonist right right interacts right. with alex i mean alex frankly carries the plot i'm sure that more informed people than i will will tell me i'm wrong but she basically carries the plot like the the ethos and the pathos of the whole, you know, of the whole sh- uh, game, Half-Life 2, because she's the one who talks, you know, and and you just sort of infer what Gordon Freeman is thinking, I guess, since you are supposed to be him. Anyway, I just think that's a funny trope from FPSs, but but that's who Alex is. So Half-Life Alex explores a story. I mean, it's it's essentially a prequel to Half-Life 2. I mean, because it explores a story of a younger Alex and you know her involvement in. um, Kind of dealing with the alien invasion and stuff like that, and and her father. So, uh, I mean, that's that's what little I know of the plot. Uh, I'm really curious for you to talk more about the the gameplay, Trevor. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, um, sort of. I guess let me just preface this by saying that I I played the game using um, not Valve's preferred game system. So I'm using an Oculus Rift S, and I have to I launch. The Oculus software, and then I launch the Steam add-in, which allows me to Steam um, VR games. And then Wait,
1: because what's their preferred system?
0: Uh, well, it used to be the HTC Vive. I don't know which what their, their current VR system is. They that's the in-house version. I'm sure it's still made by HTC. I don't okay. Know. I don't know enough about it to know which they're they're currently pushing. So. But the, I had no issues with getting it to run or to play or compatibility in any way shape. And you played it on a Quest too. Uh,
1: I didn't actually get to play it yet. That's oh. what I will. Be, that's what I will be playing it on. Josh. <sighs> <sighs> that's what you're supposed to be talking about the gameplay, Trevor. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: should we uh, get into the grading of it then? Sure. I don't even remember our categories. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's been that long. Let's see here.
2: The first one is design.
0: Okay. So design. Um, I will say that this game uh is extremely immersive. So the game begins, you start on Alex's, like, a porch, and you're, like, you're just kind of looking around, and there's a radio sitting there, and there are cans, and you can... Mm. It doesn't instruct you on anything to begin with, um, except for it tells you how to move around, basically. But you can walk around and you can play with the radio. You can pick up the cans and throw them. And there are things going, you're looking out on the neighborhood and there are things going around. And it is it is incredibly immersive. Like, it feels like, especially in this initial location, that you can play with your environment for quite some time. In fact, I did for probably 15 minutes just didn't move forward, didn't start heading towards anything else, just it just enjoyed what was going on. There was a I believe there was like a box on the ground. Sorry, it's been a little while since I played the video, but I, I believe there was a box on the ground and drawers that I could open, et cetera. Just I I looked around for the longest time and it was uh of all the VR games, it was by far the most immersive game I've ever played. Except for there's an Oculus demo you interact with a, a robot. It felt like that. And the Oculus demo was intended to teach you all the possible things it could do. And it feels like in this first just section of Alex, they're like, they're almost showing off about Mm -hmm. how immersive they can be. Um, You know, you can let you kneel down and pick things up off the ground and just all kinds of stuff. And it was it was pretty amazing to me. Um, shortly thereafter, you sort of move in to inside the building and you start communicating over a radio and some of the other the plot begin and you start to communicate uh, with other people in the area and things happen and you start moving. Well, um, the design of it is it's much like other half-life games. There's really only one direction you go. You're sort of railroaded, I guess. Yeah. There's there's only one door that's open. There's only uh, one section that's not blocked off by trash, et cetera, et cetera, but it all feels appropriate. I mean, it never feels like, um, you never, you're never angry that you can't open that door. Really. You just kind of, you just, move through the universe and go on um, quickly. You find out that um, your uh, father's been kidnapped and you're trying to save him and you're introduced into the first character. And that first character is voiced by rice Darby, um, who you may not may or may not recognize that name, but if you've watched um, Voltron legendary defender, he plays Koran. Okay. Okay. So he's the, um, so is he hilarious in this one? Yes he is he is incredibly funny and he is the voice in your comms throughout the entire game and um he's it is great he does an amazing job um although it does for somebody who's watched legendary defender it does feel like a lot of times it's actually Koran that's um talking to you <laughs> um, it is quite funny and it's it's good it's i'm it's really nice it's um It was a surprise, and because I was kind of familiar with the actor, the voice actor, uh, it it felt welcoming, fun, just even to begin with. Uh, So before long, you you find out that he's kind of a scientist. You're in his lab, and he starts equipping you with stuff. Um, The general gameplay involves um, you—I think there's multiple ways you can move, but the one that I chose was that basically you just use a thumbstick to— choose a new location, and you push towards that location then when you let go, it automatically. um, So you're standing uh, to play the game. Um, You have two hands. There is a storage location in each hand, and there is equipment on both hands. Um, In the left hand and the right hand, you have the ability to, um, he gives you these gloves that you can reach out and grab something. And then with your wrist, if you flick your wrist back towards yourself, it pulls the item to you, and then you can grab it out of the air and catch it. And it feels uh it feels a little funny at first trying to do it, but once you figure out how to work it, it feels intuitive um so rather than walking around your your um world a lot of times instead you're using these grab gloves basically to grab things and pull them to you and then catch them um, I think I mentioned my my two Frozen shoulders, well, one of my interactions with the game was when I first did this, I grabbed something' fairly large, I believe it was like a fifty five gallon drum, and I yanked it through the air, pulled it towards me, and it came flying at my head and My natural reaction was to duck and reach my arm up you know to push it away oh, and, no. and um yeah i was I ended up um on the ground while Koran is asking well you you know. Are you ready to move on to the next location? And I'm, I'm lying on the ground going, oh, my shoulder. Um, but anyway, uh, so you have these two grab gloves. And eventually you get a weapon. And your weapon ends up being in your right hand almost all the time, um, along with some other equipment that you can use. And the, the selection of those items is quite intuitive. It's easy to do. Um, and then you end up basically the left hand becomes the grab gun permanently. You're always doing um, the most common things that you pull in are ammo, Um, and resin. The resin is used to upgrade your weapon, and you can pick which you spend it, like a resource. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can only store resin and ammo in your backpack. And your backpack basically is just you reach your left hand over your shoulder and drop the item, and it goes into your backpack. And when you're ready to pull something out, it knows appropriately, like if you need to reload, you reach back there and pull pull something out, and it'll pull out ammo. If you reach back there, when you're at a location to upgrade your gun, it pulls out resin. Um, anyway, you eventually get some other equipment on your hands, like a light. But It all feels very intuitive. It is the first game I've ever played where I've had to like actually mimic the motion of reloading a gun, other than pushing you know the R button or whatever like you would in a first-person shooter. And it, it feels appropriate and interesting, and it's also quite panicky. at the the wrong times (laughs) you know you start off with a basically a handgun it's got 10 rounds and there are times where uh you can start panicking uh and it's very visceral because it's a vr game and you feel very in inside of it and if you miss a few shots and you start panicking and you and you finish the entire clip um the process of reloading while something is coming at you um it, it's fear-inducing like I've never had in a video game. Uh, so anyway, the the world is very immersive. Um, the, there are puzzles in the game which are um, quite interesting, though some of them felt um, like they needed a little bit more explanation as to what I was supposed to do. There's one particular puzzle where you take this uh, tool. I don't know what to call it. Um, it's a tool that you use to, to work a lot of the puzzles in the game. And there's a thing in the air, and you basically put your hand out and touch the thing in the air and you move it around. Well, the goal was to, there are three lines going to it. The goal was to make sure those three lines go through um, some bright balls in the air. And it never explains that to you. And the first time I ran into one of those puzzles, it took me probably 20 minutes to figure out what I was supposed to. Like I have my little tool in the air and I'm grabbing the little module in the air and I'm moving it around and I'm, I'm trying to put it into, you know, Various things in the room, trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with it 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 took me quite a while to actually understand that was that was one of my little minor complaints, but I mean it's a puzzle it's supposed to be it's supposed to make you puzzling hate. yeah but it it was it's funny because the after you figure out how to work it, the next puzzle Because you you'll run into that exact puzzle a few times It's how you unlock the machine that helps you upgrade and it's just i don't know it's not that puzzling after the first after you figure out how to do it uh the graphics are. Um, what you would expect, I guess, similar to other games. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the good thing is is that um, it's funny. I've watched a lot of uh, like VR videos on YouTube and other things, and the things mm-hmm. that are done with a camera don't quite look right because they're not quite high enough resolution. And video games, uh, while they're quote-unquote lower resolution, their textures are more clean, and it just looks better. So, I mean, this looks great in the vr anyway so i i'm quite impressed with the game um i think that this is probably the best vr game out i haven't played them all so it's hard for me to um really compare it but of the games i've played this one is head and shoulders above everything else and it's it's done by a, a big studio so right. it doesn't doesn't surprise me i wouldn't be shocked if there was another game out there at the same sort of level but i have yet to play one i i would give this um i mean it's probably an 8, knowing that they could come back in and, and take this even to the next level and make it feel even better. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some better games out, but mm-hmm. I would say that the most games I've played in VR are more like a 4. Sure. Uh,
2: okay.
1: Sorry, before you go on to time management, wh- I, have you, did you play uh, Vader Immortal at all, Trevor? I did not. Okay.
0: Your your review of it sort of turned me off. I'll be uh, fair. Um, me. You mentioned that it was short, and I, the price seems... I I will probably buy it uh, when the price comes down. Sure. I feel like, and I I've read some of the reviews on on the Oculus store, and they all kind of said the same thing that it was fun, but um, they felt like it was over. It's a thirty dollar game, and they felt well like
1: the bit- the main reason I ask about it is that it it uses that same. It sounds like the same mechanic of you know you push to an area, and then and then it moves you to that area, and then you're you know That's you're interacting a- in that area in a different way or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's a fairly common, actually, mechanic in a lot of VR games. So that, that was familiar to me. It's just all the other stuff, the way you interact with the world is so much better in games I've played.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And and it also, I will say that, for example, I bought this game called, I think it's called V-Robot. And it you basically, you're a, a big kaiju in a city. And the whole point of the game is to go and see how quickly you destroy this. Okay. And the, the the controls never quite feel right. Like it doesn't when you try to grab something, it doesn't quite always work the way it's supposed to. Things don't they don't feel like they're where they're supposed to be. Sometimes you have to reach a little bit farther. They're they're not quite perfect. And everything I've done in Alex feels
1: much spot more on. precise. Yeah, much
0: more spot on.
1: So interesting. Okay, so sorry, I have one more question related to even though you haven't played Vader Immortal. Are there do you climb ladders in Alex? No. You, you would – there are ladders,
0: but generally you, you push your, your, your movement stick towards the ladder, and then there's a bar that fills up that represents the time of climbing up the ladder. And then the next thing you see is when you let go of the thumbstick is you're at the top of the ladder. Okay. All right.
1: Because just for those who don't remember me talking about Vader Immortal, it's basically a ladder climbing simulator. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> I, I will say that there
0: you are the, – You philistine – <laughs> there are hidden um, things. The, the resin and the ammo, most commonly, you can find hidden versions of it. And a lot of times, it involves actually kneeling down or getting down, looking underneath things, or or leaning over and looking into barrels and other things like that. And it's very uh, organic. It feels like I'm natural. The, yeah, yeah, it feels like I'm in the area. I am looking around, trying to find these. So in fact, to the point where I'm like, I spend a lot of time in locations looking into the rafters, trying, and there are things like that that will attack you, et cetera. So I spend a lot of time looking around anyway. Um, so next category, time management, you say?
1: Yes, yeah, yep. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so I'm I'm very methodical, um, especially in this style of game, probably more so than I would be in any other type, um, because it's a horror genre. In a way, mm-hmm. and there are things that jump out and scare you. And I'm not a big fan of the jump scare, so I move pretty methodically throughout locations and prepare myself—not necessarily for the fear, but I, I just I want to be prepared. And I also don't like missing things. I'm kind of a completionist, so I move through the game pretty pretty slowly. Um, but I've I I mean I feel like it's every minute has been enjoyable. Like it's not moving slowly, even though I'm moving slowly. And it feels like if someone were to move quickly, um, there would just be a lot going on. Um, it feels like it's there's always something interesting, a new puzzle to interact with, or part of the story to advance, um uh, something to new to learn, um, or a puzzle to unlock. There's just always something going on and I I appreciate it for the pace that it's at. Um because it's a half life game, even though it does feel somewhat RPG-esque in that I can upgrade my gun. um, Right. I don't ever feel like if I want to come back to it, it feels like I can jump right in because there's only one direction I can go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It is is still a railroad um, at the lowest level.
1: Like Look, I'm not gonna also, lie. There's something to be said for railroads, okay?
0: Yeah, I like them. That 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 is a positive. The fact that there's sure. really only to go. Um,
1: there are a few places where you can
0: kind of go off a little bit, but they're generally um not critical to the story. They're more like if you go this way, we'll get a piece of you know shotgun. I got you. Which FYI, when you do get the shotgun, that thing is way harder to load, and it is it is scary it's empty, and things are.
1: That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it is kind All of right. funny. Because my shoulders are all frozen up, so reaching behind my back to grab ammo in my backpack is oh. somewhat painful. It's not bad, but it's 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 right at the the, the range of where I can move my arm. Yeah. And so it, when when I'm trying to like manually re- reload a single shotgun shell each time, I reach back, grab another one, reach back, grab another one, and there's something coming at me like a head grab or whatever. I it is. It's, it's a little panic induced. I don't suggest going into the zombie apocalypse with Frozen
1: with frozen shoulders. Shoulders. That's all, okay. that's all, all I'm right. saying. Good counsel, everybody. Uh,
0: anyway, I have not finished the game yet, but I've never regretted my time. Um, in fact, uh, I will say that when I first played it, uh, I was on my lunch break at work. I was working from home. Um, I, you know, I've got another 45 minutes. Uh, I'll just throw this game up and see what it's like and start playing it. Um, and I don't tell my boss, <laughs> but I lost track of time um, and uh, ended up playing for about two hours. <laughs> so anyway, it, it does—it's so immersive that you kind of forget—you kind of forget that there's another world outside of it. It's the first time I've ever felt that way in a video game.
1: It's the promise of Ready Player One come true finally. Uh, not quite, but it's pretty close. <laughs> um,
0: I will say that when my boys are in the room, it's not, it's not as easy to forget the time because they will chuckle or, uh. Uh, you know, et cetera. Uh, when they mm. see things I'm fighting on the screen, um, the, the section where you find the flashlight is a little bit scary. And and they were, my my uh, one boy was having a tough time shot. So I was basically being, being yelled at by a small child in the background while I was inside this um, really dark section of the tunnel.
1: That sounds even more terrifying. <laughs> That's like um, some Japanese horror level stuff you got going on over there.
0: <laughs> Anyway, so I I feel like it it manages its time really well. I don't know what the total playtime is because that's the game, um, but so far I've not felt like it's overstaying its welcome. Or um, even the difficult puzzles are the beginning where I just sat there and interacted with my world, I never felt like it was overstaying its welcome. So, okay. um, so far uh, the time management for me has been spot on, so well in fact that it, I've lost. It. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a
1: nice. Okay, repeatability. Oh, this one's probably gonna be low. Question mark.
0: I don't know, I, you know, um it's hard to say without finishing the game, um I think that I think that I would enjoy replaying it, although knowing kind of where all the knowing how to complete all the puzzles, all that stuff, I don't know that I would um I might try to there might be some achievements that maybe I'd want to complete okay, um, but the chance of me replaying it is probably pretty although if they were to put out like an expansion for it or a different story, I would
1: be in it. That's one of the things that. And maybe I'm wrong, but it's, it feels crazy about Valve sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like they get something really solid, and then they they're just like so hell bent on the next one being you know different that I don't know. It just feels like a lot of times they don't build on their engine.
0: Yeah, but, uh, they move on to the next project and kind of drop this. And
1: where yeah. Say it's you know?
0: Um, and that's possible. That's where this will. But I
1: like I it. Feels to me like I guess my question is like, could this be as solid with a totally different plot? You know, just just the video game engine and mechanic like oh yeah maybe even a different world you know what i mean like absolutely hmm, okay
0: um i would to be honest this engine um to player setting um where instead of being instant travel when you let go of the stick being your character runs to that location yeah uh, um would be man it would be amazing it would be really well done and interesting um I'm not sure how it would work with the visualization of where the person was standing. Um, anyway, it just it it was. I find I find the mechanic of of you know holding up a, a firearm, a, a virtual firearm, and my own uh, personal way that I use it actually works in the game it's just it's so more immersive than any other first person shooter
1: all right well for the record valve don't listen to anything trevor said about multiplayer like i i don't want that i don't need that <laughs> just bring more single player so
0: I, I i think that this engine could be taken in um in, especially if you kept it inside the world you keep the explanation of the way the gravity hand gloves um because that is a big part of the way the game feels it.
1: mm-hmm all right, well, I think I know what you sc- Sorry, what was your score on repeatability then? Um, I'm going to say a four. Actually, I'm going to give it a
0: five, but I feel like it's fairly average. I do think that, um, depending on how long it actually finished the game, I don't actually know that part. Um, I could see myself.
1: Okay, so then
0: fun. Uh, this is, for me, I- I've kind of stopped playing 1st shooters as I've gotten old because I'm not, I'm not as twitchy with the mouse anymore but because this is kind of a completely different experience it feels so different to me um i have a blast it's it's my favorite vr game by pretty significant mark yeah it sounds like it (laughs) um i'm enjoying it a lot uh the fear is real the fun feels real um i lose track of time anytime I it's 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 been a long time since I felt this sort of wonder as a gamer. I mean, I'm old. I've played mm. a lot of games. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, when I play a game, I'm like, oh, this is like that one game or this is like that other game. You know, it's rare that something actually feels different or innovative to me. Uh, So this brings back some of that childlike one for me.
1: That's cool. OK. Uh,
0: I don't know what to give it because I haven't finished it. So to be fair, right now it feels like a 10.
1: That's what I expected it to be. Like, that's what I expected you to say.
0: Uh, That's what it feels like at this point, because it brings that childlike wonder. It's interesting and fun, and there's all sorts of mechanics that I've never experienced before. um, And it's not a keyboard mess.
1: Right. Uh, Okay, and then overall?
0: Um, As far as VR games go, I'm sure that somebody can come up with something better. Uh, But to me, this is the flagship experience. If you want to ruin your uh, experiences with everything else and start at the top, this is where you'd go.
2: Nice, <laughs> I love it. I think I'll, I'll just uh, keep playing Beat Saber or something if I ever, ever actually end up getting
0: <laughs> Beat Saber <laughs> lost its its luster really fast. I I just it was not all that exciting. Um,
2: Did your kids enjoy it?
0: Um, the, here's the problem. Uh, we all have our own computers, and this is hooked up to my computer, so it's 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 got that kind of it's dad's sort of. Mm feel to it, so um my kids don't really ask to play it. Uh my son uh Cody, the mi- the middle child, he did push until he got um to play it. and He played it for um quite a bit. And I think if if uh he hasn't asked me again but I'm sure if he would I would let him but he never I don't think I'd let him play yeah. too, but he the games he was playing um the game he played the most was that VR V robot um game. Um he also played oh. anyway. So they have not played Beat Saber. No one in the Beat Saber, and I,
1: I guess they just um, they watched me play, and nobody seemed all that. Hmm. So that that really answers the audience question too. of Probably not kids.
0: Um, yeah, I think that this is probably a I would say maybe 15 and up experience t- title. Uh, it's not like. It's not, but it's a first-person shooter where you're shooting. You think that's appropriate for you. Go ahead. My boys, they're, they're, the shooter they play is uh, Garden Warfare. You know? Sure. Plants versus zombies. Um, I guess uh, Cody does play Apex Legends, which um, is more sci-fi stylized. This, I mean, this there's certainly some uh, pus-riddled aliens and things that trying to jump on your head and other things <laughs> like that that kind of take it to them. So I... I I would not give him a few years, and I wouldn't be opposed. It's not. I mean, it's not like this is not pushing the edge of the M-rated. There's no. I don't recall there being any swear (laughs) words. There's no. It's only
2: violent. There's no like sex or swearing. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Um,
0: You're you're also not shooting at human, but you're shooting at alien.
2: Yeah. So you you two uh, both have VR. I do not. Mm uh, I would say that I am the probably the the funniest of the <laughs> whole men as far as uh like console gaming or whatever, which still surprises
1: us. me for some reason. But yes.
2: Yeah. Well. Uh, at at what point? Like, it seems like there's lots of people who always have this question of like, is it finally time for me to take the plunge uh into getting a VR game system or whatever? And, and obviously that's gonna vary from person to person um but what's i guess i'm curious of what you guys think of the current state of that for most people
1: it feels stalled out
2: to me a little bit how so really?
1: even though the, the quest 2 is just released yeah but what i mean is like the games like uh, how, okay how i should i shouldn't i think i closed the window where i had the wiki oh no here it is okay so I guess I mean Alex was released like a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like you ought to be seeing more flagship products. Like I, I still feel like I hate to admit this, but to me, VR still feels like it just sits on this edge of being a tech demo, right? Like, cause, cause so, what are some of the other really kind of... stunning VR games I've played? Um, um, oh jeez, Moss. I played Moss, right? Which is like really cute. Um, and, and, and clever, but like, it just, I don't know. I, that, that's my feeling, but
2: I that but... feeling
1: could also be influenced by the fact that I think I told you guys, like I played Vader Immortal for about an hour around Christmas and my head was not grateful when I pulled the headset off and, right. and it's kind of like cooled my interest or willingness to go back. I mean, I'm going to try Alex cause freaking Trevor over here making a pitch and and I'm a sucker for him, but
0: well I I think so here's my issue um my my issue is it feels like they are spending more time on
1: the technology of the headset and not enough time on the comfort okay yeah 100% I I I thought you were going to say the software but yeah the comfort I think is
0: no the software I have no issues with the software my my issue is um, I mean, Josh mentioned his, his he bought the quest 2, which in my opinion is supposed to be the, uh, it is the consumer version. It is not the enthusiast version. I bought the enthusiast Rift S and there's some others that are more expensive that are more the enthusiast. And the truth is, is that he's struggling getting it to fit his head. And one of the things that I struggle with is the, uh, IPD, uh, the interpupillary distance, uh, thing that you can adjust in the software only adjusts about um i'm trying to remember it's about 20 millimeters okay which sounds like a lot until you actually measure the interpupillary distance for people and you realize that that's that is that is uh the narrowest of margins and it it doesn't fit a lot of people on the extremes and if they're going to market this to the mass people they're going to have to make it work for everyone that means it needs to be adjustable it's or it's got to be able to uh, measure your inner popularity. that's just where they really need to get it needs to be able to look at your eyes when you put the headset on and automatically adjust that's what it should do mm. it does not do that um, i don't know how it, uh, is it even adjustable on the on the quest 2
1: um i must not it must not have been an issue for me or i must be too Uh, frankly much of an old man slash stupid to even look it up and know (laughs) well in like if it is it would have to be adjustable in the software and i haven't i haven't looked to do that
0: well on on and i'm assuming it's the software that adjusts it because that's the way it is on um you adjust it in the software but the truth is is i cannot i cannot adjust it small enough to fit my wife okay she's a she's an adult person And I cannot adjust the interpupillary distance small enough to fit her eyes. I I adjust it to the smallest and she puts it on and has no issues or very few issues. But the truth is, is that uh, anybody with a really big head or a small head uh, with the eye distances uh, beyond the the averages, it's not going to work or it could cause more issues than it should. The truth is, is you just have to get it kind of close and most for most people, you're Eyes will adjust, but I think it 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 will determine how much fatigue you feel after you're playing the game if it's not adjusted correctly. Right. Eye fit and headache to get past to get to where it needs to be. It's got to be more comfortable both on your eyes and on your head. And I don't think it's there yet. So, I mean, there's multiple things. Josh is talking about that there's not enough software. There are a few things that are coming out. The problem is, is you can either, right now, it feels like you can either you can either build a game for VR or you can build a game for keyboard and mouse um, or controller, or you can build a game that fits both. And there's very few that fit that, but there are a few. Squadrons was one that came out that fit both. Although I heard that its VR implementation was a little bit buggy at first. At um, that's one that I haven't played yet, but I do want to, to feel the experience sitting in. Right. You know, um, the plan was always to get it, but I never did. Reviews came complaining about it, kind of shy by it. So there well, are big there are big games that are coming out, but my issue is of, the comfort of the headset.
2: Yeah. One of my... I guess from the outside looking in, the current situation of things with software kind of makes sense to me um, because I, I I would assume that a lot of the um, games that are going to really highlight the VR are going to be ones that are um, developed exclusively for that platform. And yeah, I also right. assume that the adoption isn't wide enough at this point, that like most companies are kind of...
1: Why would they cut off their market size, right?
2: Correct. And so you have to be a company kind of like uh, valve who is just like printing money already <laughs> and doesn't really, release- yeah.
1: With every breath they take, right? <laughs> they're
0: also, you have to understand they are also a supplier. They are one of right. the companies. They're like Oculus. They're one right. of the companies pushing in particular heads. Right. So they, they need their own flagship.
2: Right. Um, but like right now, and I, I, it, I'm assuming that at some point there's going to be an inflection point where uh, there is more economic incentives. But it, it kind of feels like right now most studios would get a better return on their investment if they just made a regular game.
0: So it's interesting. We've talked about this game before. Um, Josh mentioned it. Uh, it's called uh, Acron: the Attack of the Squirrels. Um, so it is a party game. One person's with the headset and they play the tree, and everybody else uses their mobile device to play as a squirrel. And its controls are a little bit wonky, but the truth is is that's the style of game that needs to happen where every, where you can you can set up in your living room with party of people who've come over and everybody have a great time and everybody take their turn with the VR headset. So it's that style of game that that is going to um, be a, a little bit wider appeal. Um, one of the reasons is because the people on the mobile device, um, can purchase uh, unlock new things that are different types of squirrels or different skins for their. Um, so it needs to take something like that with a more mass appeal to start pushing it t- to a bigger audience. And when people start coming over to someone else's house and they play it, they're going to be like, "Ooh, I need to get one of them. We could play that with the kids; that'd be fun." And then they're going to go and buy it. Right. Um, it's not going to be the Half-Life Alex is going to cause the push out to the general. You know, I, I would if I showed Half-Life: Alex to my father, or my cousin, who are not gamers. They would be, like, well, "That's cool. I'm glad you enjoy it." But they would never go out and buy it to experience. But you give them an opportunity to play in a VR world with a bunch of other people and something a little bit more accessible, and they might consider it. Well, my father wouldn't, but you, you get the
1: idea. <laughs> no, I get the point. I get what you're saying there. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And the truth is, games like that, like Acron's. You don't have to be as sort of graphically robust, I don't think either, you know? Right. So. And,
0: and the game itself is not expensive. I mean, it's the, the, what's keeping people from going out, everybody owning a Chronotack of those is the headset. It's yep. still the expensive thing. So I think when the price of that comes down a little bit, um, is a little bit more palatable. User, yeah. User friendly, I would say. Um, you're going to and i think you'll see that but it's it's going to take some time it's moving slowly because of because of market share i guess there's just not enough demand but the truth is is that oculus is owned by facebook and facebook is pushing it and i they are pushing for a vr experience on facebook meaning you would put on your headset to go log into facebook would experience videos and things shared and that straight up
1: sounds like the worst thing ever for me
0: <laughs> well that's what i yes probably <laughs> but it does seem like that's something that they are attempting.
2: So we, uh, we were going to do another topic, but I uh, spent basically our time on this first one, which is fine. We can, we can talk about the, the movie in another episode. Um, we have just a few minutes. I meant to talk about this at the start of the episode, but I'll, uh, do it at the end and then probably talk about it at another episode. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, but one thing that I've been working on at Discount Games Inc. that I've been excited about is so last year we had kind of the emergency relaunch of our website and uh, previously our, our tournaments page, we um, had, we'd worked with Conflict Chamber and, and had a nice integration and had a bunch of tournament lists for War Machine. Um, and it was something that um, I felt like was was pretty popular with the the war machine community. Um and then with the relaunch of the website, uh had a fair number of struggles with uh getting that back up. And part of it is that um the, the person who had helped me with the implementation before and, and worked with Conflict Chamber, uh David Bingham Brown, um he's he's a great guy, but he also got to the point where um he's life's gone kind of crazy for him with, with work and et cetera. And so he didn't really have time to devote with to that. Um, but the, so the, the thing that was exciting for me is that I spent some time thinking about what I wanted the future of it to look like. And, um, the, the development is basically done at this point. Uh, we just have to input, a bunch of data still. <laughs> but the the new tournaments page, um, when you go to discountgamesinc.com forward slash tournaments, um, or there's a, a link to it on the header of the front page, um, it'll take you to a landing page that will have logos for a bunch of different game systems um that you can select. And then when you click on that, it'll take you to the game system and then term list for the game system. And so the Evolution of of the tournament lists at Discount Games Inc. is, is going to be more than just uh, War Machine lists. It's going to be lists that you can hopefully use for any popular game system to give you an idea of, of what you might want to purchase or what you might want to play, etc. So,
1: so I see that by clicking on the DiscountGamesInc.com forward slash tournaments page that I've learned that uh, PatBot's skills are not just War Machine related.
2: This is correct. So <laughs> Pat Bot <laughs> is now the overlord of Marvel Crisis Protocol. He also yes, is one of the yes. host of Across the Bifrost a, uh, with Sungsoo, uh, a fantastic Marvel, Crisis, uh, Protocol podcast, Marvel right? Crisis Protocol podcast that you can check out if you're interested in that game. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited for this. I think it's uh, it makes sense as the next evolution for our website.
0: What What are some of the games that you're initially uh supporting besides War Machine and their others.
2: I will read them to you.
1: There is Warhammer Age of Sigmar, Warhammer 40K, Star Wars Armada, Star Wars Legion, and Star Wars X-Wing. Oh, well, that, that covers a large portion of the game. Pretty broad right swath, yep, yep. yep.
2: There is, so on a lot of these, uh, it, we I still need to make connections with community, etc. And so if any listeners know people who... Collect this type of data, or et cetera. Uh, give them my email, J at discountgamesinc.com and we'll, we'll try to get posted. Um, one other one that I'm expecting to add on here is um, Kings of War. Um, I've I've already made a connection to someone that I should be getting some data on for for Kings of War. This so, um, and I'm I imagine that once the Kickstarter is done and the game launches for the the new edition of Judgment, that uh, Judgment will probably be added as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm assuming you guys haven't been paying any attention to it, but um, I do want to give a congratulations to the um, Judgment and Creature Caster guys. And if any of you haven't checked out their Kickstarter, it's still uh, going. And it's a pretty, they have a lot of uh, pretty sweet deals on their, their Kickstarter. It currently has 12 days to go and they're at 353,000 pledge. So, pretty successful Kickstarter so far and very uh, happy for those guys. All right. Well, uh do you guys have anything else? Uh,
0: no. Um I did want to kind of just circle back and say um, that for you, Jay, I think that we're one additional time for you sure. Yeah. I that- I, think, I think when Quest 3 comes out, Something that is the, – the Quest is is wireless, and it is self-encompassing. The games are into it directly, right, Right, right
1: Josh? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does have the ability to hook to a computer also. Yeah, is it the
2: I, one that is operated by Facebook? Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, Ocu- Oculus is owned by Facebook. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't – I mean, I don't know that that changes a whole lot. I mean, to me, there's still probably – they were bought out, but they're still a company in many ways. It will it
1: burn Jay every time you purchase something on your on your Oculus. I will tell you because it will, you know, your credit card statement will come up and it will be like
2: purchase from Facebook Technologies, and you're like, <laughs> uh,
1: it won't come off. The
2: stink won't come off. I mean, I'm assuming that I have to actually have a Facebook account to. Uh, also true. Yeah, yes. I mean, so uh,
1: not well, not on. Oh, well, okay. I guess I can't say that you have to, but i i i, does, I got that I got that feeling as with the quest, but I, there probably is a way around it, yes,
0: um in the rift it it constantly prompts me and asks me to connect
1: my <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah. which i i basically so it's like using YouTube, yes,
2: all right, well, let us know what you guys think, and uh, I guess you wanna prep for us talking about a a future episode at some point. Hop on Netflix and watch The Mitchells vs. The Machines. And we're, we're going to talk about that in a future episode. Spoiler alert.
1: Oh, I have dialogue.
0: I, I do as <laughs> well. <laughs>